Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that is coming your way, go hit that subscribe button. Go hit that notification bell so you can get all the all the comments, all the all the recent uploads, everything, man. Go like and comment on all the videos. means a lot. If you're also listening to this on the podcast and not on my YouTube channel, go like, comment, subscribe, share it, do everything, man. Go down and like everything. It helps this channel grow immensely. It means a lot. But today, guys, we're going to talk about week four recap, Texas versus Texas Tech. Texas handedly uh, beat down on the Red Raiders. No tortillas being thrown today. You know what I'm saying, guys? 70 to 35, man. And true, all gas, no brakes. As you see in the hat here, you know, so shout out to last 10 hats. But all gas, no brakes, man. Um yeah, Casey Thompson said he wanted to score 80 points in his post game, uh, you know, his press conference there. Basically saying he didn't even know that he had six total touchdowns. That's how that's how much he was scoring. He couldn't keep uh, uh, up with the amount of points that he put up. But man, what a hell of a game from the offensive side of the ball. We're seeing um a true star in the making in Xavier Worthy. We already know what we have in Bijan. We're seeing that when Bijan is 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 out the game and Rojo dominates and has a hell of a game, that we have another guy named Keelan Robinson who can just kill it. He has speed, 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 exactly what Sark wants on his team. And then let's not forget about the true freshman, Jonathan Brooks, man, Mr. Texas football last year, um, the number one back here in the state, and he is proving that as well here in his freshman year at the uh at the 40 acres uh so let's just jump into the stats man you guys know what you come here for you come here for the ncn you come for the nino's corner stats man let's just jump into it let's get right into it let's talk about the running backs first off guys so if you look at the running backs let's, let's look at the stats here at the running backs, guys, for this game, let's start with the with the top dog, man. And that is B. John Robinson, man. So against Texas Tech, he had an NCN of 69.06, guys, um, for the rushing side of the house. Um, on the receiving side of the house, 168.17. Uh, B. John was is truly um, a dual threat when it comes to being a running back. Not only can he rush the ball, but he can definitely catch the ball. I honestly think if B. John uh, didn't play – a running back and was asked to play wide receiver that he would be an all-conference wide receiver. He has that kind of uh, hands. He has that kind of moves, that kind of agility. Um, he, he's he's great, guys. But Bijan, guys, 18 carries, 136 yards. I got 7.56 yards per carry. Um, out of those 18 carries, five were for first down. So his first down per attempt rate, guys, was 28%. No rushing touchdowns today. That's because Rojo cleaned it up today. Um, but – TDs per attempt, of course, zero. Um, but his explosive plays, explosive plays, guys, ex- it, which are plays that are more than 15 yards, Bijan had two of them. So that means 11% of his plays today um, were uh, plays that were actually explosive in nature. Out of his 18 rushes, 10 were successful plays. And, guys, when I talk about successful plays, you know, the long-term listeners here, you guys know what an 
and and SP is a successful play. It's a play that is on the on the move to get a first down, right? So on the on on first down, you got to get at least fifty percent of the yardage needed to get another first down. On second down, at least seventy percent. On third down, a hundred percent. And if you fell on third down, of course, on fourth down, you need a hundred percent, you know, for that play to be successful. So out of his eighteen rushes, ten were successful in nature. Fifty six percent of his touches today, when it came to rushing the ball were successful. Um, and, of course, he had no fumbles lost. Um, on the receiving side of the house, guys, Bijan had two targets and two receptions, uh, 55 total yards for an average of 27.5 yards to catch, uh, two first downs, um, one touchdown. So his first down per attempt is 100%. His touchdowns per, per catch is 50%. Um, he had two explosive plays, so plays over 15 yards. So he had a hundred percent, um, you know, XP rate and a hundred percent, uh, SP rate, meaning that he was explosive and successful on both of those plays. 54 of his total 55 yards of receiving today were yak yards after contact. Um, so <laughs> hey, B. John's explosive guys. I think we all know that no drops. So what a, what a game by B. John Robinson. I think we know what we have in Bijan. He is the bell cow for this team. Uh, he is uh, probably the best running back in the nation. Um, so way to go, Bijan. Next guy on the list, guys, let's talk about Roshan Johnson, man. I love Rojo, one of the most selfless players that you have here on this team. Like We all know the story of Rojo. Came in as a quarterback. Um, the team needed help at running back his freshman year. Came up to the coaches in the previous uh, you know, staff and said, hey, I will play running back, and he has been – a great asset to this team ever since then. But if we're just going to talk about Rojo in week four, well, first off, let's back it up a little bit. Rojo has gotten better every week rushing the ball. Okay. First week against, um, uh, who was it? ULL. Uh, he had an NCN rushing to 24.76. All right. Second week against Arkansas, he had an NCN rushing to 22.87. So a small dip down. So this is very, guys, this is below average, guys, when it comes to, to rushing the ball. But Rice, he has those three carries for 112 yards. He has an NCN, 333.96 points. Now, of course, that is astronomical, but, you know, we know that things are going to regress back to the mean, right? And so now Rojo has 13 carries yesterday, 64 yards. He averaged 4.92 yards per attempt. He has an 81.13 NC rushing, guys. How did he get that? He had four first downs yesterday on those 13 attempts, meaning that 31% of his touches were for first downs. Guys, that's what you want from your running back. You want your running back to be around that 30 to 33% range or better because you want every three touches, you want that guy to get a first down. And so that's what Rojo was getting, 31%. Right there in that range of every three touches, he's getting a first down. You don't even have to worry about going to fourth down when you got a running back who is doing that. Um, TDs, guys, he had two rushing TDs today, so a 15% TD per attempt rate. He had no explosive plays, which was something – this this kind of tells you what Rojo is. Rojo is that grinder, physical, physical running back. Um, has, has enough speed and wiggle, but that's not his game. Rojo is a guy who's going to pick up pass protection very well. Rojo is a guy who is going to catch the ball out of the backfield really well, which he did the the first two weeks. Rojo is a guy who is going to get the most out of the yardage that is there um, based upon his speed and, 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 and his speed comps. He doesn't have the quickest, you know, like acceleration or top end speed as a Bijan or a Keelan, but, but Rojo just gets everything done right. I think this guy is going to be playing on Sundays. I love Rojo's game. 
um, next thing, guys, successful plays. He had seven successful plays. So out of the 13 attempts, seven of those were successful in nature, meaning 54% of the plays, uh, 54% of the times that he touched the ball, he was successful, which is what you want. You want, you know, that 45 to 50% range for a running back. You want at least every other play to be a successful play. Um, So, Hey, you can't ask for anything more from Rojo. I think he is the best, one of the best compliments to have next to next to um, you know, Bijan. They complement each other very well. I love it when he plays in that Wildcat, um, you know, well, I wouldn't call it the Wildcat. It's it's the Rowcat formation, right? Where he gets the direct snap. Bijan is like his lead blocker on that. It is it is, it is refreshing to see these guys play together. And I think we're gonna have some wrinkles come out of that, you know out of that formation, you know, because Rojo is a past quarterback and we know that he can throw the ball. So it's going to be very interesting to see how, uh, you know, Sark actually put some wrinkles in there. I see some of those jump throw balls that, you know, Tebow used to do back in the day. I can see that definitely happening. Um, next running back on the list, guys, is Keelan Robinson, man. And Keelan Robinson is one of those guys, man. He's only 5'9", 183 pounds, you know. He's speed, man. He's fast. And he had another block punt today that got called back, um, which really, really broken open the game. We were up 14 to nothing. He blocked the punt. We went up 21 to nothing. They said he was offside. He lined up in the neutral zone. Eh, we'll see. Um, but Texas still won 735. But just for the simple fact that we're in the conversation of having another possible block punt when we had hardly any over the past three or four years, just goes to show you the 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 amount of coaching that is going into that side of the ball in that third phase for special teams goes to show you the value of a Jeff Banks. It does. Jeff Banks, best special teams coordinator here in the country. Um, that's why we're paying him like he's a coordinator, not a special teams coordinator. We're paying Jeff Banks like he is an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. Special teams coach and a tight end coach is what he is, and he's one hell of a recruiter. Jeff Banks, man, salute to you, man. You get the Nino's Corner salute. I am an active duty, you know, officer. So when I salute somebody, it means a lot, man. And so Jeff Banks is doing his thing on that on that side of the ball. We also, per Jeff Banks, man, we had uh, one Jameson, the Shark, almost run one back for another touchdown this week. Um, so special teams, we're clicking in all three phases. Special teams is doing their thing. Way to go, special teams. But let's talk about Keelan Robinson, man. This week against Texas Tech, um, four carries, 42 yards, 10.5 yards to carry, an NCN of 105.19, two first downs, guys, meaning that 50% of his attempts were for first downs. Um, no touchdowns, one explosive play. Uh, so uh, 25% of his carries were for explosive plays. Now, that is saying something to only have one explosive play and still average 10.5 yards to carry. That means that was consistent you know, 10 yards, man, nothing that was really over 15 yards minus that one play. So, yeah, Keelan's doing his thing. I love his game, man. Um, all four of his plays were successful, so he had 100% SP per attempt rate. Uh, no fumbles, and he had no targets, no receptions this game. But Keelan is doing his thing, man. I love that three-headed monster we have here at Texas. And, yes, I said three-headed monster, but you know what? I'm not going to even say three-headed monster. I'm going to go ahead and say four-headed monster. So we're going to talk about – the next guy on the list, man, this is great when we're able to have depth like that. Jonathan Brooks. Jonathan yeah, Brooks, man, true freshman. Um, awesome talent, man. Six foot, 200-pound uh, guy. Um, over these past couple weeks, he has been balling out. 
he had a great game against Rice, got his first rushing touchdown last week. But this week, this week he did his thing also. Seven carries, 47 yards, 6.71 yards per attempt, 67.57 NCN rushing guys. Out of those seven carries, three of them were for first down, so a 43% first down per attempt rate. Um, no touchdowns this week. One explosive play, so 14% um, rate when it comes to the XPs and the SPs, guys, successful plays. Four out of those seven attempts were for a place that were successful in nature, meaning 57% of his attempts today against Texas Tech were successful plays, man. Got to love it. I got to love that running back room. But it's exciting. And it's, exci- and it's excited I was for the running backs. I was just as excited for the wide receivers today. And that is because the dude who we have been screaming about for the past three years, Jordan Woodington, balled out again today. You got to love Jordan Woodington, man. You got to love him, man. Had a hell of a first game against Louisiana. Not so good game against uh, Arkansas. Had a couple drops there. Wasn't really used too much against Rice. He only had one target, one reception. Sark went back to him heavy against Texas Tech here in conference play. Seven um, targets, five receptions, 71 catch percent, 71% catch percentage. Um, an NCN 59.87, uh, which could have been higher. Jordan had that drop on his first attempt, and what I loved about it was he dropped the ball, but Sark went right back to him. Give that man his confidence, man. Boost his confidence up, and he had another Hell of a game, guys. He averaged 13.29 yards per target. Um, He had four first downs on those seven targets. So you're looking at a first down per target of 57%. Um, His reception TDs, guys, he had one touchdown reception this week, guys. Um, So 14% um, touchdown per target. He had three explosive plays, meaning plays over 15 yards or more. So 43% of his targets were for explosive plays. He had five successful plays. So all five of his catches were successful. So he had 100% SP rate per reception and a 71% SP rate per target. Um, he had 35 yards a yak, and he did his thing, man. Only one drop. We got to clear up the drops, but I love what Sark did going back to him, getting his confidence back, man. Jordan Whittington is a playmaker. We all know who he is. We saw what he did in uh, in high school. He's a quero, right? But, yeah, we saw what he did in high school. That's why we're so excited about what he can do here in the 40 and it's starting to show up and it's starting to show up in Sark's offense. Um, so kudos to him for having a good game. Next running back I'm going to go on this list is uh, let's look at Josh Moore this week. Josh Moore actually did pretty well this week. This is um, coming from a guy who was our clear cut number one guy last year. I think he's kind of he's he's kind of you know, like went down the uh, depth chart. I would say as far as picking order of wide receivers, we know who the who the top guy is that's worthy, and we're going to talk about him last here when it comes to the wide receivers. But um, Joshua Moore did a uh, a good job today, guys. He had uh, three targets, three receptions. So you know, catch percentage, guys, was one hundred percent. He only had twenty four yards, um, but uh, he had an NCN uh, rate of forty four point seven two. And guys, if you don't know. The average NCN rate for and an, uh, offensive skill players is about 40 points. All right, so he's right above average here. Um, yards per target, eight yards per target, and also eight yards per reception. He had one first down, so what's that, 33% first down per target and first down per um, reception. No TDs, no explosive plays, and two out of his three 
uh, targets were successful in nature. So 67% SP per target rate, and he had 15 yards of yak, man. So uh, Josh Moore, good to see him getting back in the rhythm and catching the ball. I think he's going to be definitely be necessary and needed here once Big 12 play comes in. Um, and we haven't seen the last of Josh Moore, man. He's he's going to shine. We all know he's going to shine. Uh, just, just from seeing what he did in 2020, uh, he's going to have a good season this year. It's just going to take some time. And we got more playmakers around him, and so the ball is going to get spread out a little bit more. Um, next guy on the list that we're going to talk about. Um, we had one other person have a catch. Uh, let's look at Marcus Washington, and then we'll get to Xavier Worthy. Marcus Washington, guys, this week – um, against Texas Tech, two targets, one reception, um, 22 yards. Uh, so that's 11 yards per target, uh, 22 yards per reception. Um, one first down, guys, so 50% uh, first down per target. Uh, one explosive play and one successful play. Um, so uh, And also, he only had three yards of yak. He had an NCN number of 59.23, so a very limited sample for Marcus Washington. But once you look at Marcus Washington throughout the season and see the things that he has done against Arkansas, he blocked well. Against Louisiana, he blocked well. Against Texas Tech, he blocked well. And last week against Rice, he blocked well. You're seeing, like, these guys are not worried about themselves. They're worried about the team concept here. And Marcus Washington is one of those guys who exudes the team concept. You're seeing him laying laying blocks down, down the field for Worthy, down the field for, you know, for Jordan Whittington, you know, down the field for B. John. You're seeing him giving it his all. And all that shows up on tape. It does. And so I'm proud of this wide receiving group and just how much they have gelled together. And it doesn't seem like anybody is – mad that other guys are getting the ball more it seems like this is a true team collective um group and i'm excited and ecstatic about it but last guy on the list man you guys know what i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna say xavier worthy six 160 pound guy from fresno california area up there in uh up there in the bay area up there in cali man but man xavier worthy is proving his worth. No pun intended. Worthy is proving his worth. I know. I, I'm, I'm corny. But five targets, guys. I'm sorry, six targets, five receptions, 83% catch percentage, um, 100 yards receiving, 16.6 yards per target, four first down receptions, guys, 67% first down per target. NCN number, guys, 114.01. Every week since Arkansas, Xavier Worthy has increased his NCN number meaning he has been more effective and efficient each week since arkansas arkansas 58.7 ncn all right on a limited sample four targets um rice 69.9 on eight targets okay and this week 114.01 on six targets you got to get the ball to him early you got to get the ball to him often and if you do that you're gonna have a great chance of winning this game like i said Three touchdowns today, three reception touchdowns out of six targets, a 50% touchdown per target rate, two explosive plays, 33% explosive play per target rate. Four out of his five receptions, four out of his six targets were successful in nature. So his SP rate was 67% per target. And out of those 100 yards, over half of them. Matter of fact, 58% of those yards were yak. A lot of them came off that one play. It was a 63-yard touchdown he had. Um, so awesome. 
This kid is electric with the ball. If he gets in front of you or if he gets behind you, you're not catching him. Um, Sark is starting to line him up all over the field. So you're, you're seeing him in the outside. You're seeing him in the slot. You're seeing him take jet sweeps. You're seeing him do a, a bunch of things here. Um, I'm not going to compare him to that guy in Alabama who won at Heisman. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that to him. He's a freshman. But you're seeing what Sark is doing. He is trying to make his playmaker get the ball as many times as possible. And he is doing a great job of that. Um, oh, and the, he could have had a long play. This kid could have had a, probably 150 yards this game. If it wasn't for that holding play, that Casey threw deep to him, that was going to be a catch, guys, and possibly a touchdown. So, you know, in, in the college game, that was a hold for 10 yards. In the pro game, that's going to be a spot foul. So at, at the spot of the foul, which which would have been 30 yards down the line or something like that. But, yeah, uh, so I group in the holdings and the pass interference yardage that, that were there also into one column. So his his defensive pass interference slash holding yards that were against him were, were 10 yards. So that goes into his NCN equation as well. So, you know, these are, are, are I'm, I won't say missed opportunities because we got a first down off of that, but these are opportunities that we could have hit that deep ball that Casey's been wanting here for the last couple of weeks. Casey, you're going to get it, dude. You, I have faith in Casey Thompson, man, and Casey I trust when it comes to running this offense. But that is the wide receiver numbers, man. Xavier Worthy is balling out. Um, Jordan Whittington is doing his thing, man. Um, Josh Moore, we're seeing him start, you know, starting to get some rhythm here as well. And then, you know, and just kind of know his role. Marcus Washington as well, guys. He is not only catching the ball well, but he's blocking well also. These guys are stepping up. We have, I think, our our core four wide receivers is such a refreshing um, um, time here in the 40 acres to see, you know, three or four guys get run instead of 15 guys get run during the game. And so it builds continuity between the quarterback and the wide receivers. And we're starting to see that here. And the continuity has been great here for this game. I think only four wide receivers got catches this game. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, that was Jay Witt, Xavier Worthy, Josh Moore, Marcus Washington. Um, and so, yeah, these guys are getting continuity. These guys are knowing where, you know, um, Worthy's going to be on this play or Whittington's going to be in this play. You know, Washington can block down the field for these guys. Washington gets the ball. Josh Moore knows where he's going to be on this play. So these guys understand uh, where each guy's going to be because they have that continuity with them, and Casey has that continuity with them as well. Great, great, great for Texas. And the last um, folks that we're going to talk about here are the tight ends. Not really much to talk about today. Did a great job of blocking for the running backs. Um, the only guy who got targets today was Kate Brewer. Um, Kate, as we know, he's a super senior here. Kate's doing his thing. Um, two catches against Texas Tech, uh, two targets, 10 yards, guys. Um, five yards per target, five yards per catch. Uh, NCN number 29.97 for this game. Um, no touchdowns, no explosive plays, one successful play, so 50% uh, SP per target and reception rate. And he had. I think those catches were actually behind the line of scrimmage. So he had 15 yards of yak today. Um, but no drops, which is what you want from your guys when you get the, you know, the opportunity to catch the ball. And so the, the Titans haven't, haven't been utilized yet so far this season. Um, and it's maybe because we need that extra blocker uh, with the offensive line to, to, to springboard Bijan and Keelan and Jonathan Brooks and Rojo to, to actually be able to rush um effectively it's uh especially on that on that zone oh man 
that uh, stretch zone uh, play to the left and to the right has been great for us. Just just getting to the corners, man. Um, but yeah, but kudos to to the tight ends for doing their their job blocking the ball. Uh, we're actually blocking on those the yeah, running plays, and also kudos to the offensive line, man. The offensive line played amazing. Um, they just did. They played great this game um, for as much hell as we've been giving the offensive line lately. Uh, you know, just over uh, the um, the Arky game, man, they have played exceptionally well here last week and outstanding this week. I think only one or two penalties on the offensive line. Um, but let's get into the team stats. All right, guys, team stats, man. The offense side of the ball, man, Texas had an NCN of 82.22 points for the overall game here. Um, throughout the first quarter, the first quarter they lit it up, guys. They had a 96 um, NCN rating for the first quarter. They had 100.8 for the second quarter, a 93 for the fourth, I mean, for the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter when they decided to run the ball and kind of ease up a little bit, 45-point uh, NCN. All that is above the NCAA average. On the reverse side of that, Texas Tech had a 45.8 NCN uh, uh, rating. For the entire game, um, they had a you know a decent rating here in the, in the first quarter, sixty-eight point two. Um, in the second quarter, forty-three point five seven. In the third quarter, eighteen point two. And then in the fourth quarter, Texas puts in their backups, get some time in. They allow some deep balls, sixty-one point four eight. One thing I did notice about um, you know what I'll talk about that on on the defense side of the ball. But let's let's just take a look at the Texas numbers again. Okay, Texas. Um, 639 total yards is what I have here for them. Uh, they had three penalties, guys, um, on the game from the offensive side of the ball, which is not bad. Um, they had two turnovers for the game. I think one turnover on down and one intercession by Casey. Um, only had one um, one sack allowed. Uh, they only allowed two tackles for loss. And they had eight touchdowns, guys. So, man. Texas did their thing, uh, you know, eight times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had eight touchdowns. That's a lot of damn touchdowns. Um, yeah. Successful play rate for the game is 61.33% um, for each quarter, guys. You're looking at 63% for the first, 67 for the second, 71 for the third, and 64 for the fourth. But let's go to the defense side of the ball. We'll talk about that. Texas' defense, 53.6 points for the NCN defense. Texas Tech's, 27.31. What do you like about uh, Texas' defense, guys? They had two picks this game, one from Luke and one from uh, Josh Thompson, Humble Beast. They they ended up getting that uh, pick six. Um, We had two sacks this game. I think Alfred Collins did a great job. Whatever that formation was that that Coach PK had where he kind of lined up all the defensive linemen in a straight line, they hiked the ball down there. Alfred Collins, I think, loops around to the right side, ends up getting the sack on the quarterback, Um, came really close to actually being a safety there in that play. They did a great job. Um, Texas had two fourth down stops, you know, uh, for the game, two defensive penalties. Um, three tackles for loss. Um, Texas only allowed, well, not, not only, they allowed five touchdowns, which is a lot. Um, but they had a, a, a defensive a defensive successful play rate for the game of 45%. So what does this tell us about Texas? Texas allowed three plays of over 40 yards in this game, um, passing the ball. Uh, one, I think one was a 40-yard dime from the backup quarterback for a touchdown. 
The other one was a 75-yard pass, and the other one was a 63-yard pass. Um, so they have got to get better on those deep balls. Um, but like Coach Stark said, when you win 70-35, to 35, now you can start, uh, you know, telling your team things you can do better, have teaching moments that didn't cost you the game, but these are teaching moments that you can put on film. Now, two of those plays were on Jameson, but let me tell you something, guys. I got complete confidence in Jameson. Jameson's a baller. Uh, you know, uh, it 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 could have been that those guys went to sleep for a little bit. The game was out of hand, um, but you got to stay up during the game. It is what it is. But uh, just just saying that, guys, I think things will be cleaned up here for next week. I was very impressed with Darian Dunn's play. Darian Dunn is physical. You know, he had to force fumble. You know, he had to force fumble against um, what was it? I think ULL um, had a big hit today. Did great things today. So Darian Dunn is the guy who I think is going to get some more playing time. I think he's kind of earned that. He He's played very tough and physical during the games when he had his shot. Josh Thompson, man. Josh Thompson only allowed, I think, what, four or five catches on his side for, I think, a little nothing, 30 or 40 yards. But that pick six was beautiful. Um, and it's good to see him get some shine here. Um, Josh Thompson's been a loyal guy here on the team for a while. He's one of those guys that's kind of been counting out. People didn't think that he was going to be able to come in and start, and people are already kind of handing other people that starting job opposite of Jameson. And Josh Thompson has played amazing here um, for the first quarter of the year here. Um, actually, for the first third of the year. Uh, so, yeah, Anthony Cook is playing another you know, good game. Anytime you're you have cornerbacks and you don't call their name in a negative way, you're playing good, and he is playing that that uh, that star position, which is like the nickelback position. He's doing really good. Um, safety help could have been a little bit better, uh, but it is what it is, guys. These are teaching moments. We won seventy to thirty-five. These things got to get cleaned up by next week because TCU's angry. They just got beat pretty bad. Um, I wouldn't say bad, but they got beat by SMU, and SMU is not a power five team. They're a group of five team, and uh, TCU's going to come in mad. And we have never really done too well against TCU, so. You know, the all gas, no breaks moniker, that needs to come into play here. We need to put TCU in their place next week and, uh, you know, just let them know who the king of Texas is. Um, let's look at Texas. Texas defense was not that good. <laughs> 27.3 NCN defense. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to even read up the stats. They only had a 31% uh, SP rate when it came to their defense. They allowed a ton of touchdowns, guys. Uh, eight touchdowns. Um, yeah, they, they just weren't good. They only had one sack. Uh, they had an interception. That was Casey trying to get the ball deep down the worthy in the, in the corner. And um, it is what it is. That's, you know, hey, that's a teachable moment for Casey as well. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. I don't think anybody's too much worried about that one. Um, but great game by the Texas offense. Great game by the Texas defense. Um, way to get a win. Uh, let's take a look at some more charts here, guys, before I end this. Let's take a look at – um, the Texas quarterbacks, Texas quarterbacks compared to the Texas Tech quarterbacks, guys. Um, the Texas quarterback successful play rate, the SP rate, um, is sixty eight percent total compared to Texas Tech was forty nine percent. Um, and you're looking at per per the passing game, uh, the Texas quarterbacks had a successful play rate of sixty three percent compared to Texas Tech's forty six percent. And on the rushing side of the ball, the Texas quarterbacks rushed the ball 86% successful compared to 75% for Texas Tech. Now, on the per-down basis, NCAA average for a successful play is 40%. But on the per-down basis here, first down, Texas Tech and Texas were, were even, 50% successful passing the ball per-down rate. 
Um, first down, yeah. So yeah, first down is fifty percent. Second down, guys, fifty-seven percent for Texas, forty percent for Texas Tech. So you're seeing what's happening here on first down. Texas and Texas Tech are even. On second down, Texas gets better. Texas Tech gets worse. And on third down, Texas Tech gets worse again, 33%. And Texas gets better again. They're better, 83% on third down. And on fourth down, Texas was 100% successful passing the ball. On fourth down, Texas Tech, 67%. So when you're able to, especially on first on, on first through third down, be you know successful on first down, increase that, and be more successful on second down, and increase that and be more successful on third down, that leads to more first downs, right? Um, and then on the on, on the flip side of that, like Texas Tech did, when you're successful on first down around 50% of the time and you continue to decrease on second down and then you decrease again on third down, that's showing that you're not getting those first downs. So um, a direct inverse of this equation basically shows that Texas was basically just more successful than Texas Tech was passing the ball, and that all stemmed from Casey and team. Now, on to the explosive plays, guys. Explosive plays per down, all right? Explosive plays per down. Let's look at the explosive play yards per down. Texas, out of their 600 and some odd yards, 354 of those yards were explosive plays in nature, meaning 55% of their total yardage came from explosive plays. Okay, and on first down, 170% of those yards came on first down. Um, 31% of those yards came on second down, uh, 414 of those yards came on third down and 39, 39 of those yards came on fourth down. Okay. Um, so you're looking at, uh, 59% of Texas's first down yardage came on first down. I mean, came from explosive plays. Only 21% of their first down yardage came on second down, passing the ball, uh, and on third down, 73% of their of their third down yardage, which 114 yards, came from explosive plays. What is this telling us, guys? This is telling us that, that Texas is taking opportunities early in the game. They're taking opportunities to get 15 yards or more early, early in the downs, on, on, on those first downs. You know, get ahead of the chains as quick as possible. You know, get a first down, start the clock back over, start the chains back over. I mean, getting – getting uh, uh, when 170 of your yards – when fifty, when almost sixty percent of your first down yards are explosive plays, that means sixty percent of the time you're getting another first down on first down. So that's so that so that is amazing. Um, on the flip side of that, the Texas Tech wasn't that bad. Three hundred and thirty nine of their total yardage were from explosive plays. Sixty four percent of their total yardage was from explosive plays. They had a really good game as far on the offensive side of the ball. Um, a lot came late, but they had a bunch of. Uh, deep boss, like we already said, four plays. I'm sorry, three plays over 40 yards um, for touchdowns. I think 40, 63, and 75 yardage. And they had two 75, uh, two 75 yard drives, man. So, you know, they only took up four plays. So that's got to get cleaned up for the next game. All right. So, guys, when we talk about explosive plays per quarter, 355, uh, you know, yards, right? Those were, you know, explosive plays. Texas got the majority of their um, their uh, XP yards in, in quarters one and quarter two. 65% of their total yardage in the first quarter came from explosive plays. Um, 75% of the total yards in the third quarter came from explosive plays. They were balling out. And um, XPs per quarter here for Texas Tech, um, 64% of their um, 
their total explosive plays, well, 64% of the total yardage came from XPs. And the majority of those guys, 180 of those came in the third quarter. That's when they kind of lit us up and went deep a couple times. Um, now, guys, if you look at just a, a Texas offense, explosive plays per down. Texas, um, let's see, Texas had 35 total plays in the in the, in the the first quarter. I'm sorry, in first down, 23 in the second down, uh, 14 in the third down, and three in the fourth down, total of 75 yards. 17% of those 75 plays, I'm sorry, not, not yards, 75% of those of, of those 17% of those total 75 offensive plays through first and in a fourth down or explosive plays. So guys, think about that for a minute. 17% of your plays were explosive plays, which accounted for Texas 354 yards, over 55% of your total yardage. On the flip side of that, I got Texas Tech having. 69 total plays of offense. Um, 14% of their total plays were for first, I mean, were for XPs. So on the flip side, Texas Tech did really well as well. So Texas Tech, 14% of their plays were uh, were XPs, so explosive plays. And out of those 14%, you got 64% of your total yardage. Texas has to clean it up, guys. We, we got to clean it up. Last section that I'm going to go on, guys, here is going to be the Texas offense explosive plays per quarter. We got 75 plays total. Again, 17% of the total plays were explosive plays in nature. The majority of those came in the second quarter for Texas, 27. Um, actually, yeah, they had 27 plays in the, in the, in the second quarter. 11% of those plays were for uh, XPs. In the first quarter, 19 plays, 26% of those were XPs. 14 in the third quarter, 21% of those plays were, were XPs, and 14 plays in the fourth quarter, 14% of those were XPs. And on the flip side of that for Texas Tech, um, first quarter, 17 plays. They were pretty consistent around uh, around the 15 play mark, first, second, and fourth quarter. Third quarter, uh, a slight bump, 21 plays. Um, but like I said, 14% of their total plays were for XPs. Um, so, guys, that is it when it comes to the metrics. Um, we we kind of talk about everything. Uh, great game by Texas offense, man. Who would have ever thought 70 points, man? 70 points in the Big 12 opener here for for Sark and his team. Um, great game. Loved the game. Had an amazing uh, time watching this game from my house, man. Uh, <laughs> had a good time. Um, it's good to see Texas do this. On to the next game. Next game is going to be against Texas Tech. I mean, I'm sorry, against TCU. TCU just got beat. Just got beat by SMU here. So they're going to come in angry and mad. We're going to see what they're going to do. We're going to Fort Worth, guys. It's going to be an 11 o'clock in the morning game. Another early riser for us. Um, but I think Texas is going to be able to handle business. If their offense can do this um, against Texas Tech, and um, I, I do think TCU and I do think SMU are better teams than Texas Tech is. But I, I have confidence that Sark is going to scheme this offense uh, to, to do great things. So I'm excited about this game. Um, I think they're going to get a heavy dose of Bijan and Rojo again, um, sprinkled in with some Keylon. I want to see some more 20 personnel. Um, I want to see Keylon and Bijan in the backfield guys split out um, to where they can go uh, what's that, five wide with those. Two. It's going to be interesting, man. I I, I want to see Keylon in the slot because I think Keylon is really good. Um, you know, him him coming out the slot would be something amazing just for you know, his speed. I don't think any linebacker or any – any strong safety, any free—I don't think any of them can stick with this guy one on one. Hell, not many cornerbacks can probably stick with him one on one with his speed. He has another gear, um, but this team played well. Kudos to the offensive line. I know Texas fans. I know the the Texas sites. 
Haven't been given the offensive line a lot of hell lately. But kudos to the offensive line. Casey looked comfortable back there. He had a lot of time back there. And this was probably one of the probably the second best uh, defensive line that Texas would have faced this year. Um, and they did an exceptional job of keeping pressure off of Casey, an exceptional job of opening up the holes for the running backs to get the absorbent amount of yardage that they got today. But, guys, I think we we are finally seeing a tree emergence of uh, Xavier Worthy, man. He is he is proving his worth, guys. He is proving that he is going to be uh, one of those guys, man, one of those studs on the team. Um, you know how it is for freshmen. You know, freshmen usually hit a wall around game four or game five, but they kind of slow down. And he didn't slow down on, on game four, and I, and I don't think that's going to happen. At least I hope it's not going to happen. Um, I think he's he's our most he's our most electrifying receiver that we have here on this team. Um, earlier in the year, if you'd have told me that um, who was going to be the most important players in this team, my thoughts would have going to be Casey Thompson, uh, Bijan Robinson, or actually Bijan one. Um, I would say Casey two, Jordan Whittington three, and I, I had Xavier Worthy nowhere in that list because he's a freshman. You don't know what to expect. Now, when you flip that list around. I think we're very confident in the running back depth that we have. I think the list goes like this, in my opinion. I don't think we can lose Casey this year. Casey is too poised in the pocket. I think he is too good of a quarterback. He's just a gamer. He is, you know, that term is thrown around a lot, but he plays very well in the games. Um, he's very confident. Go look at his post-game interviews. Very poised kid. Very confident kid. Um, and I like that in the quarterback. And once you have a leader that is that is confident and poised that way, it flows down through the rest of the organization. So it's flowing down to his team. His team's confident. His team is loose. They're playing very well together. And I love to see this with this team, man. Casey's probably the most important player next to Bijan. Not saying who's the best player. I'm talking about the most important player for this team. Bijan and then Xavier Worthy. And I might even flip Bijan and Xavier Worthy because we see that we have some good guys that, that can play the running back position. We see we got some good guys that, that can play the wide receiver position. Bijan might be the best running back here in the country. That's I don't think that's that's I don't think that's an exaggeration. But Rojo and Keelan and uh Jonathan Brooks are not too shabby at all. Xavier Worthy is the most explosive wide receiver we have here in this team. And I don't think it's close. And I and he he's just that guy. He has that it factor and that wiggle. So hey man. If I got to rank them, it might be Casey, Xavier Worthy, Bijan when it comes to uh, players we cannot lose on this team. But on to the next game, guys. TCU's next, man. Great game by the Longhorns. Great game by the guys, man. Love the game. Hook them all day long. Like I tell you guys on all my podcasts, man, I always end it like this. Do you? Don't be afraid to feel like grow your environment. Understand your brilliance, man. Nino's Corner. I'm out. <laughs>